0: Hey friend, today I am sharing something I've never really shared before. And that is all of the amazing, unique, incredible, surreal, uh, supernatural ways that I have experienced the presence of God in my life and heard from God. And I'm pretty excited to share this with you because I think that God is everywhere. He is with us every day. His presence can be found physically and tangibly, and we just have to be awake and aware so that we can begin to experience him on a deeper level. Hey, friend, welcome to the Stephanie Gass Show, where you can get clarity on your calling, use your gifts for glory, and create a kingdom business. I believe that when we come together as daughters of the King, we will create true change here on earth and we're raising up little world changers, mamas. Yes. And amen to that anointing over our lives. I believe we can also do this while having a ton of fun. You're here for PJs all day, lukewarm coffee, building passive income businesses, and using your voice for impact by podcasting and spreading your message into the world. You are in the right place. It's time to let God light our path so we can experience true miracles. Let's get pumped up for today's show. I hope you guys are ready for this conversation. Disclaimer, I totally forgot my microphone today sitting at my mama's house. So I am using the most incredible $20 headset. So love my audio or not, this is going to be worth it. (laughs) I'm taking you guys through 10 different unique ways that I have experienced a physical, tangible, Presence or moment with God in my life because I think it's really important and critical that we talk about this stuff. When we normalize spiritual breakthrough, when we bring to light the things of the supernatural or the miracles that we have experienced, other people begin to look for those things and it, I don't think that we should have to hide them. I think that it's something that is exciting. It's something to marvel in. It's something to be shared because the glory of God is forever. So what I want to start off with is reading you guys a verse. Jeremiah 29:13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29:13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart come close to god and he will come close to you i have noticed as i've grown in my walk with god my personal relationship with him my time one on one with the lord in the mornings when i do my bible studies when i pray i am y'all 24/7 I'm listening to a podcast, listening to worship music. I'm praying every hour. Uh, I mean, seriously, constantly, all day, in constant communication with him. I, I ha- God is my, he's my mentor. He's my friend. He's my counselor. He is my, my heart. He helps me make decisions throughout the day. And as I've begun to seek him at a much deeper level, I'm experiencing him at a much deeper level. I only have a few examples that I'm going to share with you today from when I was younger, when I wasn't seeking him. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that I was saved and that God knew my heart as I wandered away from him, as I got lost in the shiny things of the world, as I was distracted, as I was searching for worthiness, wholeness, purpose in all the wrong places, when I was drinking too much, when I was partying too much, when I was looking for validation and worth in my body, in plastic surgery, and all of that, he never left me. And his his presence was there, but I was missing it. I was missing it. And as I've grown in my relationship with him, I, I, I feel him and I see him and I hear from him physically and realistically things that you can touch and see and smell and it's just supernatural. And I just thought, you know, if this has happened to me and I can share this with you and it helps you have new eyes to see and new ears to hear, then I'm here for that. And I know that everybody's experience is different. And all of our walkouts with God is different, and the ways that we experience God is different. So, listen with an open heart and know that your experiences may look completely different than mine, and that is absolutely okay. And God knows us more than we know us, He knows how we need to hear from Him, He knows when we're ready to hear from Him, He knows our hearts, He knows our deepest desires. And once we open up to him and willingly begin to share and show up in obedience, those experiences deepen and they are so dang cool. All right, let's dig in. So I first one I want to share with you happened to me when I was 18. And I mean, I've had some other experiences when I was younger, but those weren't necessarily good. So I'm going to wait on those until Holy Spirit prompts me to share about those um, supernatural experiences. But I'm going to start with When I was 18, 18, 19, I had moved out. I was living in a house with a friend. We were absolutely of the world. We had parties. We were drinking. We were experimenting with drugs here and there. It was an ugly, ugly, ugly time in my life. Um, I thought that attention from guys was all that mattered. And I went to work just to make money to spend partying. And we had a huge party at our house. And we had a girl there and she kept throwing up everywhere. And, you know, when you're drunk, you are not of sound mind. And I said, I'm going to drive her home. You know, I don't want her here throwing up all over our new house and this and that. So apparently everyone thought it was just a fine idea to let me drive someone at two in the morning drunk. So I get in my car and I drove this girl home. 30 minutes somehow miraculously made it, no pun intended drop her off at her house and I decided to drive home. Well I was in my car driving as fast as possible because I wanted to get back to my party and I completely grabbed some sand that was on this really curvy road and the car flipped. Now friends it's not what you would think like oh it happened so fast it happened so fast you hear people say that it happened so slow it was like there was a hand on me holding me lifting me carefully with the car and like setting me down it was slow motion absolute slow motion and i also heard i don't know if it was an audible voice or if it was a voice in my head but it just said be still so i to- i went limp and i was still now the car crashed and it was on its side and there was no one out there it was in the middle of nowhere look down my phone is dead dead but all of a sudden I was stone cold sober. Now, you can say it's because you just got in a car accident and your brain was like, we better sober up. Or you can say that maybe it was supernatural. I'm not sure. But the next part is absolutely crazy. So there's no lights out there. There's no no phone. My phone is dead. Don't know what I'm going to do. I start just weeping in the car. Next thing I know, a man appears. And this man had brown hair look totally normal probably in his 40s or 50s and he somehow reached through my window which I don't even remember my window obviously was supposed to be closed well now it was open my window's open and he lifts me out of the car how do you lift someone out of the car that's on its side smashed in on every angle and you just lift them out I don't know but I was out I was out of the car And I was standing by him and I kept saying, I have to go. I have to go. I was panicking. I had anxiety. I knew I was going to get in trouble. I have to go. I have to go. He said, you can't go. You can't go. I'll sit with you. And I realized he doesn't have a car. There's no car here. There's no car. He just is here. You know, in my 18 year oldness I didn't ask any questions. I just sat by him and cried. And I guess he called the police. I'm not sure. But next thing I know, 10 minutes later, the police are driving up. And I turned to tell him something. He was gone. He was completely gone. And today I realized that it was an angel experience, that an angel came and helped rescue me from myself, (laughs) but literally from the wreckage that was my life. Now, the cops came and they gave me a sobriety test and somehow I passed it. No, don't know, because that would have really wrecked my life at that point and drove me home. And you would think that would change my life. You would think that that would turn me back to the Lord, but it didn't. I had another 8 to 10 years of being absolutely lost. But now that story really matters to me. So I've literally experienced an angel. Super cool. Secondly, my second major experience is was in worship. I was about 30. 30 years old I had turned back to God I when I was 27 28 I began to obviously you guys through my business breakdown that happened in 2016 um, I had to turn back to God or I was going to have a complete breakdown and it's so beautiful how he pulls us from the darkest places and through that darkness we find the light Because we think all these things are going to create a difference in our life. We think that all of the money or success or transformation or rank advancements or the new house or having another baby, we think all of those things will change the way we feel inside this yearning, this disruptiveness, this, this, oh, it's like a chaos, an internal chaos, a discontentment. But it doesn't. And so when I realized nothing's going to fix me but God, I turned back to him. And there wasn't a really crazy thing that happened in, for me there other than I was totally broken. And I knew God because my mom had shown me God. And I was saved at nine at a church service. I knew God. I knew what Holy Spirit felt like. I had just turned away from that. And I had turned to self I had turned to idolatry of money and then before that of alcohol and before that of attention and before that of my body. And this time I was done. I said, I'm done idolizing all these things that keep leaving me broken and I'm ready for you. Well, it was a few years later. So I began to dabble, right? I was praying at least, you know, here or there. Like I was, we were going back to church. Like I was dabbling, but like I had one foot in, one foot out when I was 30 we went to a church service and, you know, whether you are a church person or not a church, God is with you. You are the temple for Holy Spirit. And that's great. But the Bible does say where two or more gather. Where is that verse? I want to read that to you guys. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among, among them. And that's Matthew eighteen twenty. When I was in that service that day. We were worshiping. The music was going. The lights were dim. My arms were raised in surrender. And I felt the Holy Spirit just wash over me. And the tears started flowing And my heart. My heart felt like it was cracking. Not cracking in a bad way, but like the shell was cracking. Like the hardness was cracking. Like my heart was, you could feel it. You could physically feel your heart, my heart. And it it welled up inside of me, and I burst out in tears like a crazy person. <laughs> it's like, oh Lord, have your way with me. And I totally gave it up. And I mean, looking back at that, I, I would almost say I was saved for like the first time. Really, there's something about being saved as a child. But there's something else about being saved as an adult, or or really making that decision to be all in, to stop visiting with the Lord and start living with the Lord. That was that moment for me. So worship is the second one. Number one was an angel. Number two is worship. Number three, number three, number three is the presence of God. I was having my son landed and it was a C-section, scheduled C-section, and it was going fine. They had gotten landed out. It was all good to go. And they had sewn me up and I was ready. And all of a sudden, the look on everyone's face turned to terror, turned to dread. My husband turned white and they grabbed a wheelchair and they put him in the wheelchair and they said, get him out of here. He's going to faint. And I said, what's the matter? He said, you have an internal bleed. You're bleeding. You're bleeding out. I was bleeding out everywhere, completely paralyzed from the chest down because I had had the epidural to have the C-section, couldn't move a muscle, didn't have any idea that my body, my physical flesh was dying. And the strangest thing happened. Everything in me went, okay, I'm going to die now. Lord, can I see my baby one more time? I'd like to see my baby one more time. And I knew the baby was there within reach. They were just cleaning him up and they were going to take him to the room with the rest of my family. They had wheeled my husband out and i said lord can i see my baby one more time and i felt this absolute presence of god fill the room fill the room from floor to ceiling like a thickness all around me and i knew god's present presence was in the room now i didn't see white lights or anything of that nature i just felt i felt the warmth and the comfort And I also felt that he wasn't going to let me die in that moment. I was ready. I felt ready. If I was going to die, I felt ready. But he wasn't ready for me to go. And I praise him for that because I had some work to do over here. You know what I mean? And I felt the physical presence of the Lord. And it was the same presence I felt during the car accident. The, The slow, safe, warm, thick, comforting arms of God around me. So the physical presence is number three. Number four, I've experienced God in my dreams. I've had a few dreams, not very many, but I've had a few. And one of which was 2018. And I was struggling in my business, not struggling financially, but struggling with like finding the exact thing that he wanted me to be finding clarity, which is so funny, right? Ladies, Like. You often struggle with the thing that you're going to ultimately help other people do and have. And so, of course, God goes before me and he's like, well, I got to have her struggle if she's going to help other people struggle. (laughs) So I was struggling. And I kept praying, God, what is it? Help me. I'm on YouTube. I'm on blogs. I'm doing this. I have all these courses. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm all over the place. Help me, Lord. And I had a dream in October of 2018, and it was extraordinarily vivid. And in that dream, I saw the words start a podcast, but like differently than I've ever dreamed before. It was really vivid and bright and the words just flashed up super, super bright and I sat up straight in bed and I start a podcast. I knew that that message was from God for me as far as what he wanted me to do next. And it was so funny because I didn't – well, okay – About what? What do you want me to say? Like when I asked for clarity, Lord, I meant like, can you write me a three-page step-by-step framework of what exactly you're calling me to do? You know what I mean? No, it was start a podcast. Well, you guys, if you ask the Lord for direction, you best be obedient. Am I right? So started the show and here we are. And God's favor has been all over this podcast. He has brought me clarity. He has transformed my life. He has helped so many other people with his messages that he's allowed me to be a vessel for. And it's like the most surreal thing ever. I've had a few other dreams. I had a dream about a year ago, um, which is so interesting because in my dream, I walked up to a closet and there was a bunch of white binders in the closet. And on the binders were different words. I don't remember the words, but I remember the binder that I grabbed. Humongous like three or four inch white binder and on the back of the binder were the black words decree and declare decree and declare. And I took out the binder and knew it was for me. And I woke from that dream going, what is decree and declare? I don't even know what that is. And about a year ago was a pivotal turning point in my spiritual growth journey. I began to learn things that I didn't know about how we can experience God and Um, that I could have such a deep relationship with him. And like I was being stretched and expanded in such cool and unique ways. And I didn't know what decree and declare meant then, but I absolutely know now. And that was a message from God that I was about to step into some new areas of using my voice, using my voice. And also I thought it was super interesting that we were in the Hebrew year, 5780, which was the year or sorry, the decade, the decade of 5780 um when you look at the hebrew calendar and that is the decade of declaration of decree and declare of using our mouth for god's glory and so what super super cool how those things link together so dreams dreams is number 4 okay number 5 number 5 is numbers number 5 is numbers god has now i know numbers can be controversial cuz it's like oh numerology oh no it's so new age ah run away look Everything of this world God ultimately created for good, including numbers, including constellations, including whatever. Um, But of course Satan's going to twist it and turn it and use it for his benefit. So you just have to discern through, is God showing you something that he wants you to use for good? And are you filtering it through a biblical lens and looking at what scripture and the Bible has to say? And if so, cool. Well, numbers is one of those things for me. And God has been speaking to me in numbers for like over a decade. I just didn't realize it. So what's so cool, though, is I've gone through some experiences where I'm unsure. I'm unsure about something, someone, something I'm reading, if I should do something or not, if somebody is saved or not that I've been talking to. And God will deliver me a number. And then... He will speak to me through that verse. Let me read you guys one. I see the number one, two, three, four often. And I I also see other numbers like um, based on what's happening in my life. So there's the numbers that God shows me recurrently for long periods of time, which I feel like he's calling me to really research and dig into. And then there's just answers to prayer through scripture And often the numbers that he's showing me are scripture verses that have an answer inside or a hidden treasure for me or guidance or um, even discernment or warnings. So, one, two, three, four was a big one for me that I see often. And it's Luke. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. So, this verse has been just a lifeline to me about choosing wisely what I show up for pour into build because where my treasure is there my heart will be so my treasure is stored in heaven I am not here for earthly treasure right I'm not here to make the most money on planet earth unless it's for God's glory and if he wants me to have it and steward it well okay wonderful I'm so here for that Um, I'm not here to have the skinniest body or the six-pack abs because that's where then my attention is, right? Where my treasure is, my heart is. I want my heart with the Lord. I want my heart with him. I want my treasure in his word, in his scripture, in his passages, in his purpose, using my gifts for him, just all the things. So in numbers. So I challenge you, are you hearing from God in numbers and you've been afraid about numerology? Well, how about if instead of numerology, you go to the Bible and see if there's a scripture or verse that God is trying to show you. Okay, the next one is smell. This is super crazy. So I uh, have always been kind of a feeler type person, but lately, so I've been going through a loss in my family and I won't get too specific just to, I don't know, just just Cause it's like a long story, but I've been going through a loss of somebody very, very close to me and this person was not saved and it was really heavy on my heart. And I was really, really just praying, God, you know, I have faith. Like I have faith. You are going to show up for this person. You are going to save this person. This person is so meaningful to me. I want to see them in heaven. And I was just praying like hard guys, hard. I'm not the most emotional person and I can tell you that God was breaking barriers in my emotional resilience, actually my emotional capacity, my capacity to even feel and to allow these emotions that I had never really experienced before to come through. But through it all, I just dug into faith. I dug into faith with all of my soul. And there was this one night where I had left. The house and I was just feeling so heavy. I tried talking to them about the Lord, and nope, no, we're, we're, nope, we're we nope, not going there, okay. And I just felt not hopeless, but like man, there's a door here, there's a block, and I just can't break through. And Holy Spirit, you know, man, give me the words, like, help me. And I left the house, and I felt like I had kind of failed. I didn't know if any seeds were planted, and I just just wept, just. Full out cried hard on the drive home and harder than I've ever cried in my whole life. And I even yelled. I'm like, duh, ah, like I just so I don't even have the right words. Like, I'm just so heartbroken that this person has eternity on the other side of saying yes to God, but he's not choosing that. And it was like everything in me and I cried for 20 minutes on the drive home and then I went and I told my husband I just have to go take a shower I'm just you know I'm heavy I'm heavy right now with grief and I'm heavy right now with sadness so I took a shower and then I got out and I walked into the closet to get a shirt to get dressed and the entire closet filled with the smell of my grandmother my grandma Yolanda grandma Landy she was Talk about a saint, an actual angel on earth, the most selfless, giving, kind person you've ever met. She would stop in the middle of the street to give somebody the groceries we had just bought from her car. While we, my cousins and I, who were awkward, selfish teenagers, hide in the backseat because we were so embarrassed that our grandma, who always had lipstick on her teeth and her hair was Always a hot mess was getting out of the car from our busted station wagon with tape on the door to give somebody the bag of groceries on the side of the street. Like it was so everything. Now that I look back, everything. Well, she passed away in her 60s from pneumonia, and she's just someone so special to me. And I I didn't remember what she smelled like. It was 15 years ago that she passed away, but the whole closet just Boom, like the smell was overpowering. And I felt again that sense of peace, that warmth, that calm. And it was like a whisper from God just saying, It's okay. Trust me. Trust me. We've got this. And I didn't know at the time like, are they telling me that he's going to be this person's going to be saved, or are they telling me that I need to just be okay with it if he's not? Well, I didn't know the answer, so I decided just to keep pushing through and to keep prayerfully inter- intercess- interceding for this person and to try- and whatever. You know, if he, if he doesn't, I did everything I can do. I did everything. I am obedient. I've had the conversations. I've done the prayer. But the smell and the smells kept coming. We left the following weekend to go out of town on a boat. And on the boat, going 30 miles an hour, You can't smell anything, right? Like the wind is so crazy. The entire boat filled with the smell of flowers, just spring flowers, the kind that are like they're so, they smell so strongly that you can't not say, whoa, I smell flowers. And I looked at everybody. I'm like, do you smell flowers? Do you smell flowers? We don't smell any flowers, Stephanie. Two weeks later, smell flowers again, the same flowers. I asked my husband, smell my shirt, smell my shirt. Do you smell any flowers? He's like, I don't smell anything and I knew those were from God again. So smells. Smells is the next one. All right. I know. This is getting crazy, right? So the next way that I have experienced God is through my children. Uh, Back to that same story. This person passed away, and they were super near and dear to my heart, and I did all that I could. And I do believe that this person's spiritual eyes were opened in the last moments, and he looked at me, and we connected, and I, in my heart believed he was saying, I, I believe you now, and I, the Holy Spirit prompted me to pray, so I prayed out loud in front of a whole big room of unbelievers, and I just went for it, and, and his eyes did not stray from me, and I believe that his spiritual eyes were opened in that moment, but I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure I believed, I wanted to believe it in my heart, but there was like 1% doubt, but I knew, you know what? It's not my responsibility to know. If God wants me to know, I'll know, and if not, I'll just trust him. I will have faith that whatever happened was right. Well, a few weeks later, my children or sorry, Miles, my oldest, who has prophetic dreams sometimes, he has seen heaven. He is uh he said there's kingdoms, there's golden kingdoms with with kingdoms on kingdoms and rooms and rooms of gold. And you go in and then you can go to another kingdom and you can, you can press the button. He's so cute. He's like, you can press the button teleport to the next kingdom. I was <laughs> like, that's so cool, son. So dang cool. Next time your a child dreams, don't chalk it up to imagination, mamas, but ask all the questions because God has got gifts on gifts on gifts for, for us. And one of those gifts came through my son for me a couple weeks later after this experience. He ran out of his room. He was asleep, guys. I had checked him. He was dead out. He was asleep. He ran out of his room like the dickens, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. And he's like, Mama, Mama, I saw this person in a dream. I said, what? I started crying. And he said, he had white wings, long, beautiful white wings. And he had white coats on. And I said, oh, my gosh. And he said, he said hi to me. And I said, hi. And he said, I'm going to see you again in some more dreams, if that's okay with you. And my son said, yes. And he said, Mama says hi. And then I asked what this person looked like. And he said, he was younger without all the sickness. And that's when I knew. I just knew, like, this gift from God to give my son a dream, to allow me to know. Without a shadow of doubt, that this person is saved is a true and utter miracle. It's a gift, a loving gift that only a father would bring you. Only someone who loves you so much would show you something so meaningful that it would transform your heart, that it would transform your life, and that it would transform your belief and grow your faith. But it takes faith to grow faith. It takes trust. For him to bring you the truth. Without trust and faith, we're always still searching. We have to believe in the things unseen to experience them. And now I truly believe that with all of my heart. Now, after this person passed, I began just a season, like a very short season, but I needed to process. I needed to rest and This is the last one I'm going to share with you. The last one I'm going to share with you is that God goes before you. He knew. He knew what I had to do to to help him speak to this person, plant seeds, change hearts. He knew that my son would have this dream to give me this resolve. He knew that I needed this season of rest. And so everything worked out perfectly where my kids and my husband were out of town. I had four days to heal, just to, to cry, to walk to be, to rest in him. And in those four days, God gave me so many cool and unique ways of showing up in my life from nature, from looking up and just being able to see his canvas across the sky visually, to hearing the birds at a new heightened level, in the trees, to... Sitting and resting and feeling the wind and knowing that God was just saying, I'm here. You're okay. I'm not alone. Nature. Nature was the next one that I wanted to share with you. You know, God is all around you and not in a, you know, new age way of like transcendental. I'm going to hug a tree. Okay. Like, guys, God created everything. He created this universe. Universes on universes. He created the sky and the mountains and the trees and the birds and the sounds and the smells and people and our hearts and every cell, every atom in this entire world is from him. So we can see him. We can feel him. We can experience God in new, incredible, unique ways if we just open up to it, if we open our hearts and we open our spiritual eyes instead of our earthly eyes and we remove the veil from what we believe to be true and we accept that there is something that we cannot understand there is something of the unseen that is possible for us that we can experience heaven on earth and when we believe all of those things God will begin to show up In new, exciting, unique ways that you never thought possible. As I think back, I realize that I have dozens, dozens on dozens, maybe even a hundred different experiences like this that I can share with you. But I just pulled a few that I felt called to share because I believe that all of you have had experiences as well. But are you looking for them? Are you inviting them in? I'd love to pray with you now if you feel led to join me and asking God to show up for you in some new and unique ways and to reveal to you every single day his presence. Because I know that he wants to have a relationship with you outside of religion. I know that when we're in church, miraculous things happen. But miraculous things happen every minute of every day. We just have to be yoked up with him and know that he is, God, he is carrying us through life. Just like he carried me in that car wreck. He is carrying you through life if you will let him. If you will stop fighting and surrender and allow him to show up for you because you're showing up for him. Father God, I... I just pray with you right now, just like you promised us in John 14, 16, that you will be with me forever. Just like in John 15, 5, that I am the vine and you are the branches and that whoever abides in you, that you they will bear much fruit and that apart from you, we can do nothing. We ask you that those verses just become true in our lives. I ask that everyone listening to this episode right now and just hearing my voice and hearing my words would believe that you have something new and exciting to show them, that you have a deeper friendship waiting for them with you, that you have a revelation about who you are on the other side of this prayer, that you would remove any disbelief You would remove the veils from their eyes, that you would cast out any lies from the enemy that have been planted in their hearts in the name of Jesus, that their hearts of stone would crack and the softness and the love for King Jesus would come through. They would say yes and amen to the belief that you are with them every single minute in every single experience. And we just invite you, Lord, we invite you in. We invite you into our hearts, our lives, our minds, our being, our experiences, our motherhood, our marriages, our businesses, our health, our loss, our grief, our friendships, our joy. And we, we just surrender it all, God, here in this moment. We ask you to wreck us. You got to bring us to our knees, God, before we can rise again with you. So shatter anything that's not of you in our lives and replace it with your joy and your goodness and the fruitfulness that only comes from being partnered with you in this walkout. And I pray over my sisters that are listening, God. On their behalf, I stand in the gap for them and I ask you to show them who you really are, to show them who you created them to be, to allow them to have supernatural experiences with your love, your grace, your heart, your goodness. We love you with everything that we are. In Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that this episode blessed you in some way. It was super vulnerable for me. So if this blessed you in some way, I would love to hear from you. Come and drop me an Instagram DM. Get in my inbox, girl. Leave a written review and tell me what you thought because this one was a lot. But when Holy Spirit says go, I go. I love you. I'll see you back here real soon. God bless.